Good morning and happy Monday, my friend. Today is actually Monday. I'm recording this real time right now, 10.20 a.m., and I've fallen behind the eight ball. And what's interesting is the, the idea that that even exists. Right? I, I made a commitment to put out podcasts four times a week. And from that commitment would mean that I have to record shows in advance. But as I sit here in the studio, I'm realizing that commitment was one that I made to myself, which then gives me the power to alter the terms. You see, falling behind would imply that there's some sort of ultimate finish line. That there's some sort of thing that I'm catching up to. And I'm beginning to realize more and more that the illusion that is time is unique. It's unique because it's this idea that exists that allows us to compare point A to point B. Now, I know as I'm saying this to you, it sounds pretty far out there. Maybe it is, but then again, maybe it's not. You see, I want to honor my commitment, but not so much to you, to myself. And while this show will air slightly later than the 4.30 in the morning that shows air at typically, there's no need to run from the fact that I was just behind. Last week, from Salt Lake City to Huntington Beach and then home late Saturday, then just disconnecting and spending time with my family Saturday night and Sunday. I'm realizing just how important that really is, and that while I share that it's something that is a pivotal port, part of the optimized date, right, that whole family quadrant was sending messages of appreciation to my wife and to my daughter daily, that I can't just say that out loud. It has to actually mean something. I have to actually implement it. And that then leads me down this rabbit hole of understanding how many places I say things and that I mean them, but there's multiple levels of meaning. Like I fully know that sending those letters of appreciation make me feel better every day. And maybe they make my family feel a certain way and maybe they don't. But stating it out loud is just one piece of the puzzle. And then executing it is another piece of the puzzle, but the understanding multiple levels deep as to why is ultimately a different thing in, in, in its entirety. And so a question I'd like to propose to you right now is, how many things are you just doing to do them? To check a arbitrary box off some manufactured sheet of paper without any sort of additional thought or understanding as to why we are doing them. I've had a lot of revelations in the past three or four days. Revelations that I hope impact the way that you are viewing your own life. See, I pride myself on being a hard charger. Something that gets a lot of stuff done in a short period of time. Boxing and the gym and working out and certain meals and trying to optimize the variables of my life. And admittedly, in the pursuit of optimization of these variables, I'm finding out that I don't know how optimized any of them actually are. I've had a nagging left shoulder injury. 
And perhaps not an injury, perhaps just a pain. And so I go see a chiropractic performance rehabilitation specialist at least once a week, sometimes as many as twice. And on those days, I then am at his facility at 6.30. I go until 7.30. I leave and I box from 7.45 to 8.45. I leave there and I lift weights from 9 until 10. And I'm realizing the preposterous nature of that very statement. Right? Like, who am I trying to impress? Who am I needing to show off to? I certainly find enjoyment in those things, but there's also a time for rest and recovery. Maybe you can understand this as well. Right? I enjoy working out. I enjoy being at the gym. I enjoy the feeling of sweating. But I find myself chasing down this rabbit hole things that I use to define who I am instead of taking steps back and deciding what does make me in the moment. So think about it. What are the things that define you in this moment and who put those definitions there? What are the habits and rituals you are doing on a daily, weekly or monthly basis versus the understanding of multiple levels deep of why you are doing them? You see, these perceptions of reality, I believe, are necessary litmus tests to guide us to wherever it is that we want to go. You and I both, right? They're separate destinations. And so I want a very weaponized body, not a weapon in the fact of being able to inflict harm on someone, but weaponized in the fact of being able to be extremely functional across all aspects of my life. I want to be able to throw a punch just as much as I want to be able to lift up a log, just as much as I want to be able to bench press. And anything that I do that is causing me to overtrain to not achieve that is not ultimately beneficial no matter what my external commitment level was. And so understanding on the episode that aired late last night or potentially early this morning on the Sunday Secrets of wanting to do the 75 hard challenge but wanting to work out for those 45 minutes outside. And even if that's just go for a brisk walk every morning with a 50-pound weighted vest on. I want to do that because I'm interested. I'm anxious. I'm excited. It's a different thought process. I like working out and exploring new things. Right? I was with an incredibly profound individual by the name of Tara Garrison in Salt Lake City. I fully plan on having Tara on the show so you can learn some of her brilliance just as I have. And Tara, through my time together with her and explaining different thoughts around a ketogenic-esque lifestyle, but also different training modalities, I'm realizing that I don't have much of anything figured out. Maybe in the moment that I've been living, but not ultimately figured out as the overarching, quote-unquote, capital T truth. She exposes me to work by a man named Christian Thibodeau. And I know of Christian from his work inside of T-Nation, which is in conjunction with Dave Tate and Elite FTS. I know him from his connection to the late Charles Poliquin and the Poliquin Principles. 
but admittedly, I've never dove deep into his work. And as she exposes it to me, I can't help it, right? I want to consume it. I want to understand more of it. I want to dive deeper into it. And so as she has me take a few assessments and I do peel back the layers of that onion, I realize the fact for me personally that I'm what's referred to as a type 1B neurotype, which is a whole new term that I knew nothing about prior to this past weekend, really prior to Tuesday evening, and then spent the next five days looking at it, pulling it apart, digesting it, seeing if it fit or didn't fit. And when you know it's spot on, it's exactly who I am. All this becomes fascinating, not to have you look up Christian Thibodeau, but because a 1B likes explosive movements. A 1B operates better in a fasted state. A 1B doesn't enjoy carbohydrates or better on fat and proteins. All these things across the board become like light bulbs that go off. Like, man, I've been training since my time with Ben Pokolsky. Down at MI-40 in Tampa, I've been training in this slow, controlled, methodical way because that was, quote, unquote, the way I was supposed to train. And not saying there's anything wrong with that methodology. I gave it a sporting shot. But I can tell you, after the past two and a half years of doing that, my body composition, overall enjoyment at the gym, and the way I feel on a day-to-day basis is not where I want it to be. And so here I sit. Learning something new, expanding my capacity, doing explosive eccentric, I'm sorry, explosive concentric and controlled eccentric movements. Guess what? All of a sudden, it feels like a light bulb's went off inside of me. I'm enjoying working out for the past few days instead of dreading it. And part of that then is recalibrating my kinetic chains and putting the pieces back together, which is going to require me to not box for a while. And the only reason that that brings me internal angst is because of the commitment that I made externally to box in the boxing ring. But that commitment ultimately doesn't much matter to anybody other than me. And so from that standpoint, I'm curious to know from your side, what are the commitments that you have made that don't ultimately serve you, but you're holding on to them by definition? Right, The same thing ultimately goes into this show, an optimized life show, and how that looks. Right, I realize as I'm traveling that 15 minutes to freedom was an enjoyable endeavor until it wasn't. And that I thought that I needed to change the show in order to change the format. But truth be told, I didn't need to do any of that. I could have dropped 15 minutes to freedom to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday cadence. I could have taken specific episodes and dove deeper down a rabbit hole. And so I believe that 15 minutes of freedom is going to make a resurrection. I believe that optimized life is going to take a backseat and maybe be terminated. And there'll be additional updates to come on that because it's speaking to me and because I need to listen. And because the only limitation or definition that truly exists is the ones that we put on ourselves. But yet, if you're like me, you hold on to them. Like they're the gospel. But why? When did it become okay to stop questioning who and what you are and what you are ultimately capable of? Why do we feel like we need to change that? 
Why do we feel like when we commit to something that after a period of time it feels almost sacrilegious to change it? My friend, it is not. We're all in consistent motion. Life is not static, it's actually dynamic. And so when we set goals, goals can oftentimes turn into limitations. Think about that. The goal you have for something inside of your life right now could actually be limiting what you're also able to achieve. Literally. Like I had a goal to hit $100,000 a month in revenue inside the business. But why did I pick that number? Because it was comfortable? Because it was safe? Because I could see how to get there? And so I held on to that like a million dollar year coaching business. Think of all the people I can help and impact. Then I'm around some brilliantly powerful people in Southern California. And many of them, many of them have 10, 15, 20, 25 million dollar year coaching businesses. Verified and not the egoic side of things. This is not that sort of group of people. And so... I'm looking at it like, why did I pick a million? It was a self-imposed limitation that energetically I'm then sharing with the universe, with the world, with you as you're listening, with me as I'm hearing myself speak. It's foolish. It's just as foolish as saying I have to box or I have to do these things every day. I don't have to. I have to do what feels right for me and push me into places where I feel uncomfortable so that I'm able to grow and expand. The same way that you do. So I'm curious as you're hearing me speak this. What are the things that are going to make you uncomfortable to stretch into? Is it going to make you uncomfortable to finally start that business that you wanted to start? Is it going to make you uncomfortable to commit to fasting with me? The first Sunday through the first Wednesday of every month. Is it going to make you uncomfortable to actually not throw in the towel in your relationship? Right? These things are are vast. And to me, the most profound one is actually the dogma that is organized religion. Are you yearning to test your belief in what the higher power ultimately is, but you're afraid in doing so you might uncover something that scares you? You see, my friend, all those things are possible. All those things are not only possible, they're also probable. But if you look at what has gotten you to this moment in time, Comfort is not what got you there. Limitations are not what's gotten you there. There might be self-imposed limitations in this moment, but ultimately limitations are just that. They're ceilings. So it's my wish for you, it's my hope for you, that you begin to challenge the things the same way that I am. Challenging what is possible, challenging your beliefs, Challenging the limitations. Understanding the fact that you're capable of everything that you can think of. And part of the joy of life is not knowing how to get there, but always being able to connect the dots backwards. From that standpoint, I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.